And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Network. I'm your host, Adam Thanker. How's everybody doing today? You know, there's nothing more sweeter than a win, than experiencing a win, especially a, a very good one, like the one that the Lightning had yesterday. But the day after, you know, you're just you're walking a little straighter. You know, you're you have a little little groove in your step, little pep in your step. You know, the food uh, that you eat during breakfast tastes a little better. You know. It's it's really an incredible feeling, especially at this day and the at this time right now, where Lightning are only one win away from finally putting to rest all the the questions and the the funny you know the not so funny jokes, all the all the people that have been hounding not only the Lightning but Lightning fans about what happened what transpired last year in the first round of the playoffs against the Columbus Blue Jackets we don't need to get into you know that whole thing but you know what we're finally the Lightning are finally back on their revenge tour they're only one game away Um, like I stated on yesterday's episode the series isn't over though they still have to go out there play the game play just the same way they did in game four and they should be fine I truly believe that this team is going to go out there and win um, Columbus you could see at the end of the second period uh, with the score being 2-1 going into the intermission they're just they were cooked just stick a fork in them because they're done um, it, it was really it's really a satisfying sight to see especially at the you know what everything that's happened over the past year to see that that real look of defeat, that look of bewilderment that the Columbus Blue Jackets have right now because they were, you know, if you look at this team from last year to this year for Columbus, they're by no means the same team that was, you know, I guess I could say, you know, the case could be made that they sort of borderline dominated that I mean I wouldn't say dominate but they definitely had the edge in that series um, they took it to the lightning right up to their faces um, they were very confident they had arguably one of the best players in the league little uh, really you know not a lot of people realized how good he was at the time Artemi Panarin they had Sergei Bobovsky you know they had two very good players that were you know huge factors in that series but the Lightning were also without one of their top scorers for one game. He, I mean, you could have made the case that he didn't really play at all. Looking at his stats in that series, uh, in Nikita Kucherov. But things are looking good. Um, but I want to remind all you Lightning fans, when the Lightning do win tomorrow, don't rub it in the other team. Don't rub it in Blue Jackets' face. Don't take, Don't take the Twitter talking all this crap to to 
other hockey fans. If you want to be happy, go ahead. You know, there's your team just advanced, of course, after tomorrow's game. You you have every reason to be super happy. I'm going to be very happy too. But don't don't be that fan because it's only the first round. Granted, this you know this win is going to be a little bit more sweeter, um, obviously because of what happened last year. But don't don't be that team. You know, you could go out there. If I I, I would be very disappointed if I see a lot, some Lightning fans doing that. I'm sure there will be, but you know I I would hope that maybe the the crap talking um, is kept to a, you know a minimum. But I hope. I really hope to see. I mean, it's not a matter at this point. I do believe that the Lightning will win. It's not a matter of if they will or will not win, barring some catastrophic um, meltdown that you know we we obviously got a taste of last year. I don't expect the Columbus Blue Jackets to be making any sort of comeback, especially with they you know the way they played in this last game. I spoke a lot of it a lot about it in length on the, yesterday's episode. And of course, if you haven't listened to that episode, of course, go back and listen to it. Um, like and subscribe to this show because then you'll be able to stay on track with all the latest episodes uh, that are dropped. As soon as they drop, you'll get notifications. Turn those notifications on. Um, I like to, just for future reference, if you are a new listener, I do, depending on um, time, time permitting and other factors um i try to drop um post-game reactions as soon as possible after the final buzzer sometimes i won't be able to but i will be drop. i will probably tomorrow i will be dropping a post-game reaction later that day um i do work during the day um i have my uh clark kent job that i need to get to and you know this is my superman job so I have to be Clark Kent for eight hours tomorrow, and then you know the Lightning are playing at twelve o'clock tomorrow, so that that kind of sucks. I spoke about it on yesterday's episode, and I'll I'll just plug it in just a little. I'll talk about it in just a little bit as to you know it's just ridiculous, but yeah, go ahead, like and subscribe, um, and then follow the Twitter page at lo underscore. Uh, stay up to date on all the news surrounding the show, as well as news around the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. And then, as well as, you know, give me a follow at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R. Uh, I try to not tweet, but I, that, I gave up that new little promise to do, like, a little um, media blackout style this year, maybe change things up. But um, just this officiating during the series has been rough, and I haven't been able to keep it together to where I could stay quiet on social media. But... Um, I'll probably be on social media blackout tomorrow, depending on how bad things get during the game in terms of the officiating. Like I said, I don't expect there to be anything, you know, or other than a identical performance in this game as to what what the Lightning did in game four. So, yeah, tomorrow's game is at 12 o'clock. I understand why they schedule it like that, especially at this stage in the game this early on. You know, the Lightning want to get these games over with, these rounds over with as soon as possible. So expect them to, as the rounds, either next round, hopefully, fingers crossed, but no promises, either next round or the round after, um, hopefully, the games will be a little bit later on. Because I know I'm not the only one who feels the same way where 
it was fun, especially when they started things up to have games early on. But you know, now twelve o'clock, I think you know it's just a little excessive. Um, if you want to start having games at three, four o'clock, that's fine. I think every hockey fan could agree. And this is Eastern Time. I don't, I don't, I don't know how if there's any Lightning fans listening to this that live on the West Coast or maybe Mountain Time. You know, some of the time zones that are a little bit more extreme than Eastern and Central. Go, go ahead. Give us a shout out. Obviously, give me a shout out. At my 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 Twitter account. Um, let us know how you feel about that. Do you prefer the games, and as well as my Eastern Time, East Coast, Central Time, Bolt fans, Bolt Nation. I want to hear from you. I want to see how you guys feel about this. Uh, are you more of a fan of the early games, or you know the later three, four o'clock, five o'clock, and so on? Uh, my I my preference is seven o'clock. It's a good happy medium time where I get to drop, you know, I get to record and, you know, we get to drop shows. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just easier for me. Maybe I'm just being a little selfish here, but yeah. Um, but yeah, before I get into any other talk about lightning, just, um, obviously here at us at locked on lightning, I'm sure a lot of you hockey fans as well heard about the passing, today of Jets legend Dale Howarchuk. Um, I don't know. He he was one of the... He played in a time where how he... His play style and, you know, his performance throughout his career was a little bit, in my opinion, underappreciated considering who he played... Who was playing at that time as well. Um, you know, just listen to these stats. You know, I think if he played maybe in any other era where Wayne Gretzky was not playing... Uh, he maybe would be a little bit more well-known, um, and some people would be more... There would be a lot more people that would be, that would be you know, familiar uh, with, with him and how he played. 518 goals, 14, over a little over 1,400 points for his career. Uh, Hall of Famer in 2001, was drafted first overall by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I believe he was the youngest player ever to score 100 points in a season, as well as uh, you know he he won a call uh, he obviously won the Calder's rookie year for that. Uh, but yeah, like I s- said a couple seconds ago, a little underappreciated just because he played in the same era as Lemieux and Gretzky. I think Gretzky, I mean Gretzky overshadows everybody. I think we could all agree on that. Um, one two. Uh, Canada Cups. Uh, one of the things I saw today that I didn't even realize was that um, if you're a huge hockey dork, he was on that 87 Canada Cup team for Team Canada. Um, if you maybe watch that game, if you haven't, go ahead. I mean, it's. I'm surprised that. So they played a series. It wasn't like where it was just strictly tournament, but they would play series. I think it was best of three. Um, Canada actually lost the game to Russia. I mean, U.S. I think they were still the USSR then. Um, but yeah, uh, if you just look at the roster of that Canada team, along with Howard, Chuck, Gretzky, I believe Coffee was on that team as well. I don't remember who goaltender was. I don't think it was Wah, but um, just insane amount of talent. It's just like something that you would see in a video game um, when you edit the rosters. But uh, 
absolutely incredible, incredible career. And unfortunately, he was taken too soon due to his uh, fight with stomach cancer. So, you know, just an unfortunate passing, only 57 years old. And um, yeah, just just a, you know, little little bit of a sad day in the hockey world. So just want to before, you know, we talk into some other stuff um, about the lightning, uh, what they, you know, some of the, the good, the good news about them kind of potentially ending this series um, short, uh, you know, not having to go through a whole seven game series and just, you know, kind of just discuss a little bit more in depth about what I spoke about in yesterday's episode. Uh, I just want to talk to you about uh, our sponsors from rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and the prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same amount, you know, same parts? I mean, we've spoken about this. If, If you're you know, a loyal listener to the show, you know, I mean, as, as since the day we started talking about rockauto.com, rockauto.com jumped upon, you know, jumped on board with us here. Um, you know, we, we've been talking about this, you know, this is one of the greatest things, especially if you're in, you know, I have, a, I have a cousin who's, who's big into, um, into cars and he says this thing is absolutely incredible. Um, he would go, he goes to this all the time instead of trying to go to those local places, the commercial places that you see, uh, where, you know, I have to go up to somebody who's not really too keen on or knowledgeable on everything involving the parts of a car. I mean, but you know, in that kind of situation, you want to go to someone who knows what you need and can give it to you for twice as, you know, twice as less as you would want. I mean, I mean, and then, you know, if you think about that, if that's what you want, the rock auto, you got, you got to go there. I mean, it's, and it's super easy to use. Um, you know, I, I, when I was looking around the website as well, I mean, it was, it was, I typed in a part that I, you know, I need it two clicks done, found it right there. Boom. So then when you go to rockauto.com, uh, go ahead, you got to go to their, how did you hear about us box? right locked on so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about yesterday's game and yeah we're just going to talk about that um you know i spoke about yesterday's episode you know the lightning the good thing that you like to see in not only a win especially a win as big as this because i believe that you know that was a huge game for them that was really a i believe a momentum starter you know the series is just about over like i stated at the past at the top of the show but it's really not they still have to win this game they still have to go out tomorrow play the game and win but i mean if you were just looking at the columbus blue jackets they're they're done um they just can't keep up uh with this with this lightning team they can't skate with them they can't outscore them and they tried doing that in the first period. They try even being physical with them, and that didn't even work. And they were gassed probably at the end 
of the first period and even looked like uh, in the second that they um, they were pretty much out of it by then as well. Uh, the Lightning did win 2-1, but uh, like I stated on yesterday's episode that the – who scored that goal? I believe it was Atkinson. I believe it was his first goal of, of the series. But if you look at the replay of that goal, um, Lightning – so the Lightning and the Blue Jackets were playing 4-4 four and four at the time. Uh, as we all know, the Lightning give up a ton of penalties, and they take a lot of penalties, and it's just it just seems like it's you know that's just obviously very detrimental to this team in the long run, especially if you're taking them very early on in the game. Just because I mean, you're spending, I believe, you know, I we spoke about it a couple episodes ago where there was some crazy stat: uh, the Lightning took 16 penalties in their first four games. Um, and they spent almost a full length of a hockey game on penalty kill. And so that just fries your guys in terms of, you know, just gassing them out. And then it just messes up the whole lines um, that you want to roll out, roll, the line combination. So, you know, that was kind of one of the things that um, was kind of, you know, kind of played in into the game two loss, obviously other than that ridiculous five overtime game but um the lightning did a better job of that uh in yesterday's game i believe they only took two penalties um or two or three about that which i could live with because their pk is so good you know you have you have such a you know they finally built up that confidence in themselves and they've really brought their pk ability to another level to where it's not a big deal anymore um, they just have to keep the number of penalties taken to a reasonable number. I think it was in the Capitals game where they drew something ridiculous, like five penalties, but you know the they didn't give up any goals on any of that, so that was good. But yeah, some of the things that I took away from yesterday's game that really stood out to me. Um, the Coleman-Gord line with Goudreau played absolutely incredible. I mean, especially Yanni Gord, the last two games, has been really starting to pick it up. Um, and I, I really hope to see him um, carry that performance into tomorrow's game. Hopefully, he get you know he gets a couple more points before the series is over. Um, as well as I want to see Nikita Kucherov kind of you know net net maybe a goal or two. Um, he only had one shot on goal in Game Four, but he does have four points in this series, which is you know it's good, but it's it's still you want to see a goal. Uh, a couple more goals, especially from your top goal scorer. Um, you know, it would it would be absolutely ideal if he kind of gets hot or kind of starts to get things mo- going right before this, the next round, because that's when the Lightning should be getting Steven Stamkos. Um, the the jury is still out on Stammer as to when he might come back. I'm hearing a little bit of a mixed bag on when we should expect him to hit the ice again. Um, it seems like the Lightning are in no rush to bring him out. Um, I I don't know. I mean, if you remember correctly, it was during involuntary workouts in which it was announced that he was going to miss some time with a lower body injury, but it wouldn't affect him playing in any playoff games. And here we are going into game five, and Stamkos has yet to play in a playoff game or in a game at all. Um, 
if you remember, he didn't even play in any of those. He didn't play in the exhibition game against Florida, and he didn't play in any of those round-robin games. And I guess now is kind of the time to get a little concerned about Stammer. Um, he's such a huge part of this team. Obviously, on the offensive side, um, his his playmaking ability is unparalleled. Uh, but just playing, going through an entire playoff run without your captain physically there on the ice or on the bench, um, it's going to be difficult for this team. I think that's going to be one of the challenges that a lot of people aren't really discussing. Um, and believe it or not, having your captain not there with you, even though the Lightning do have a lot of leaders on this team, a lot of guys that have been here for a long time and know how to handle and stay composed them. Um, in certain situations but I really believe it's beneficial to have your captain there on the ice with you playing alongside with you uh, especially during stoppages talking to young players maybe to like a Mitchell Stevens or you know a a Carter Verhage guys like that um, you know there's really no there's really no stat column that you could really show to you know how valuable that is but um, I would hopefully I'm, – I'm saying right now, maybe at this point, if the Lightning could close out the series tomorrow, that would be huge, not only because of, you know, for, for Stamkos having a little bit more time and the Lightning having a little bit more time to figure out what to do with him. Because now it looks like at this point that it's really starting to maybe affect him or – you know, I, I read something that the Lightning at this point just didn't want to bring him back until he was 100%. And I just look at it this way, and I know this may sound a little blasphemous. I just think that if it's really that big of a deal, um, maybe just don't even think about playing him next round. Maybe don't even just maybe come out there. Maybe just make it known. And I know I don't know if this maybe infringes on the new guidelines that the league has around how what teams can say about players in terms of their their health but i feel like it wouldn't be an issue if the lightning were to come out and say cuz i'm sure the players are you know very well aware of what's going on with Stamkos more than you and i are um, obviously they talk to him probably on a daily basis but i feel like the the team should really come out make a decision soon and say all right i guess we're we're not going to have stammer back 100 percent healthy for this series and then just make it be known to the fans um so stamkos won't play until at least next round if the lightning were to make it so you know it's one of those things where i think it's more for the fans a little bit more for the comfort of the fans and just kind of so they're on the same page but i mean that's just how i feel just because so you know i don't have to keep coming to you guys every day because i'm sure i'm not the only one who feels this way i i think since he went down in february with the the abdominal tear and all that you know we were just waiting counting down the days until he came back and then the pause came back and then you know if you if you were listening to the show then you know i was i was really excited about this you know as soon as they announced that they were actually going to come back and play hockey we had a concrete plan my first reaction was well all right so now we're gonna have a healthy stamkos we're gonna have a completely 100 percent healthy team this is gonna be fun but 
now here we are mid-august first rounds almost completed in the bag and the lightning are still without our captain so i i just i just think it's one of those things where they need to make a decision um obviously he can't leave the bubble but in a normal playoff um i guess uh, the rules off top my head i think they would be able common sense would allow Actually, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be allowed to bring another player um, unless they, I guess, from their other squad. I don't. I'm not really entirely sure, but I mean, I I just like how the team's playing in his absence, though. I think a lot of guys. We spoke about this all year. Um, he was out for a little bit here and there, and then um, you know, obviously, he went down in February, like we just spoke about, um, and just everybody on this team, Kalorn, um, Sorelli, Kucherov, at times too. He hasn't been electric like he was last season but he still put up the numbers um headman i mean victor headman i didn't really speak about him that much on yesterday's episode but victor headman now i've spoken on past episodes where i feel like headman as a defenseman as an all-around defenseman he really gets overlooked because of how good he is and how I feel like at this point in his career, it's just expected for him to have these numbers, to play at this level. And just when you thought he was playing at, you know, his peak, he takes it to another notch here in the playoffs. I think last game especially, I think that was probably the best all-around game Victor Hedman has played all season long, Uh, especially his ability to shut down passing lanes and just stand up puck handlers in the neutral zone and just stand up the you know just stop the rush at the blue line just shut it down right away and even get back on on some of you know the rushes um and stop the play there to make things a little bit easier for Vasilevsky uh it's just you know I I've stayed on past episodes I spoke with when I had Griffin Youngs on the show writer from Fanside we spoke about it just a little bit how you know really Victor Hadman does deserve to win the Norris Trophy, um, but it now seems obviously kind of you know these days that the Norris Trophy goes to the to the defenseman with the most um, points. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, maybe they'll change the way they vote in the future. But yeah, uh, Victor Hedman's playing incredible, and I love that first line uh, pairing with him and Bogosian. So I just want to end things on today's episode by thanking you, the listeners, especially those who have been with us throughout you know when the see when we started talking back in february when i started on the show on february and especially those who stuck with us during the pandemic and those who were uh with us and uh some of you who have just recently joined the bandwagon uh stay with us we love you we love all the support all of you have been giving us throughout this and you know keep up keep up showing up day in day out because we will and so you uh, give us a shout out on Twitter. We love to converse with our fans as well. Uh, give me a shout out on Twitter. I'll tweet right back to you. If you have any questions about anything with the team, you know, you tweet to me once again at a p d e n k e r danker on Twitter. And yeah, uh, I think I'm feeling really good as you could tell about tomorrow's game. I think the Lightning. I think this one, they really blast open up the doors. I'm feeling a really convincing win. You know, these guys are locked in right now. Um, and 
I believe that they're going to maybe I think this is going to be probably like a 4-1-5-2 game I'm really feeling that they're really going to try and pour it on tomorrow especially if if they get a lead early or if they're the first team to score Um, so I don't think they're going to hold back um, just because you know a lot of these guys were on the team last year so they might be holding some you know grudge still and also um, I spoke a little bit about this on yesterday's episode as well uh keep an eye out for <laughs> Mikhail Sergachev to go toe-to-toe with Dubois uh he's Dubois has been just a pain in the ass all series long and uh I think a lot of the players on the Lightnings, especially yours truly are just tired of the antics and you know we're gonna they're gonna try and get a maybe a shot in uh before the season uh for the you know before the series is over and they move on so that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you on the next one.